This is Linda Ockrell Jenner with another Motivational Moments podcast. And today we have a very special interview with um, a very special person, actually. Lillian, Lillian Brummett, contacted me, I believe, maybe a year ago and um, suggested that we might like to talk to each other over my motivational moments podcast like I'd like to interview Lillian and I desperately did want to interview Lillian but the time just was not right so I'm very very excited to introduce you today Lillian Brummett and um, hi Lillian hello hello and thank you for having me on your show Linda well you've been very patient thank you for waiting so would you like to just introduce yourself to our listeners because you know yourself better than I do? And feel free to tell everybody, you know, anything that you'd like to tell them. Don't be shy. Okay. Well, um, I am Lillian Brummett. I'm an author. I'm a book reviewer. I'm a radio show host. I'm a wife. I, I work from home out of a home office. So, I work probably, uh, like most people who run their own businesses through their home, I work probably uh, longer hours than uh, than most. We're, we're in the office uh, 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, we don't usually have too many days off because we have a, a business as well, Drum at Percussion, that we operate. My husband's a drum teacher, and so we're kept very, very busy. We have, um, we've been uh, professionally writing since 1999, and we started out at free, as freelance writers, and to date we have three published books. Oh, wow. I'd like to call you a superwoman. I don't know how you find the time in the day to do all those things. So would you like to tell us a little bit about um, your books that you've written, the titles yes. and um, you know when you wrote them and why you wrote them? Sure, absolutely. Well, Trash Talk was was uh, originated from from an article that we started. Uh, it actually started in 1999, and it was when we really began our career as freelance writers. It was an article that I created, uh, and it and it ended up becoming picked up um, by several publications and eventually internationally. Uh, and it ran uh, from early 1999 until early 2007. My husband uh, jumped on board soon after it got. Uh, so popular that I needed help uh, in, in maintaining and keeping up with the column. And uh, the, the book, Trash Talk, ended up uh, developing from the column because uh, for those of you who, who might be familiar with what it's like to be a freelance writer and working with various types of publications, each publication has its own word count. They want perhaps a 50-word article or they might want a 1,500-word article. So uh, you're very limited at times as to what kinds of information you're able to share, and there's so much to share when it comes to uh, looking at our lives in a more conscious way, looking at how we can live uh, more frugally, more consciously, uh, not not consuming as much as we do, and reusing, recycling, uh, reducing, refusing. And that's what Trash Talk is about. It gives uh, uh, real, um, real tools that individuals, families, children, uh, business owners can use that, that save them money and reduce their waste at the same time and, and really give them a feeling of empowerment because... They're able to make a difference in a world that sometimes seems overwhelming and, and uh, uh, so negative. And that was our first book, Trash Talk, and it, it's still our passion. It's the one that we, we promote the most, and it's the one that uh, most 
uh, uh, radio shows and media want to talk about because it's such a hot topic today. Yeah, yeah. Real yeah, definitely. You've definitely um, chosen a good area to go there. It sounds absolutely fantastic. So then that was your first book, yeah? Yes, yes, and our big passion too. And Towards Understanding was the second book that was published. This book, uh, uh, my husband played a big part in editing and helping me choose the poems that I put into this book. It, Towards Understanding is a collection of 120 nonfiction poems, and basically they show uh, my life, my journey, and, and it shows how... Uh, uh, how a person um, goes through the healing process that abused children go through, um, how they grow into themselves and find a purpose and value in life, and that is uh, that's that's the journey that the poetry shows. But there's much more involved in there. There's many poems that that men have embraced, women have embraced, youth have embraced. It, it touches all different. Uh, ages and and uh, experiences. I tend to experience uh, experiment with different writing styles, and I alter rhythms. And you'll see my growth as a poet as well, uh, 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 experimenting and playing with different things as I become exposed to them. Okay. And uh, it, it's just a real joy to have that book out there. And then Purple Snowflake Marketing is our third book, and that is an ebook. Uh, it's a reference guide for self-marketing authors who uh, who basically want to get noticed. Uh, like a purple snowflake in a snowstorm, and that's why we chose that title because it it really gives you that visualization of how yeah. you want to stand out and and get noticed in a, in a very highly competitive market. Wow! As I say again, very busy lady, very busy lady. So, where are your books actually available? Do you sell them in bookstores or from your website, Amazon? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Trash Talk and Towards Understanding are paperback books. They're both uh, published on 50% recycled content, and uh, they're available at most bookstores. You can just walk in and, and ask them to order it in, uh, Trash Talk or Towards Understanding from Dave and Lillian Brummett, and they can bring that in for you uh, very, very easily, like you would with most books that you're looking for. Or you can go to your on, favorite online bookstore. Um, may I suggest Barnes and Noble? They're my very favorite uh, online <laughs> bookstore because you know honestly they have excellent service and really good mailing, um, shipping and handling as well. So uh, for those who are who are looking at that, I, yeah. I, I encourage them to go there. Excellent, excellent. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Purple Snowflake Marketing is. Um, is an ebook currently, and it's available at fictionwise.com, book, uh, com, or twilightdimesbooks.com. And that book is actually uh, really being embraced by all all kinds of writing schools and, and educators in the writing world. And it's become so popular that our publisher has decided to do uh, releases in a print version in October of this year. Later, in we don't have a, an uh, exact date, mm -hmm. but we do have an estimated release date of October of this year. So we're very excited about that. That is exciting. So one of my questions was going to be, have you enjoyed the process of being an author? But I can tell from your voice that you are passionate about everything you do, not just writing. So what in the beginning, what was your th first thought when, when you decided you wanted to be an author? Can you remember the first time you decided you wanted to write a book? Well, uh for writing a book, that was well into the freelance writing career. We had already been staff writers and had experienced some 
several years in the freelance writing, and, and the, the idea of the book really came about through the column Trash Talk when, when, again, we wanted to get out more information and have it available on people's shelves that they could, you know, look for an item that they would normally throw away in their, in their uh, trash bin on, on, in an alphabetical uh, format so they could, you know, look up bags, for instance, and be able to find out all the information about bags in the recycling industry and all kinds of background information and, and resources, that kind of thing. So that's why we put that together. But really the reason why we started to write was we were – uh, going through some life changes, Dave and I. Dave and I have been together for uh, close to 19 years now, oh. and um, it, we we went through some major life changes. Uh, one of which was uh, a, a career that I had built up uh, and was you know successfully running a business for six years, and I had that taken away from me through a series of, of accidents. None of them were my fault. I was I was a, a um, in a vehicle and hit each time by by other drivers. Oh. And the last one was a streetcar pileup, and I was in the middle. And that one took away my career. Uh, I wasn't able to work that job anymore. I was in oh. therapy full time for a year. And and uh, after I got out of physiotherapy full time, I still had to go back part time and work part time. And it was just pain, 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 taking pills and feeling oh. very frustrated about life and bills piling up and. Just really, um, honestly, I was I was hitting chronic depression, and uh, you know the doctors wanted me to go on antidepressants and stuff. And that was a time when I really uh, realized that all this work that I put into my life was not the direction that I wanted to be. It was not the legacy I wanted to leave behind. I felt um, uh, defeated and deflated, and I needed to find a passion in life. And that's when I just, uh, Dave and I really uh, took another look at our lives and we said, okay, well, what is our legacy? What do we want to leave behind? You know, uh, the, obviously the struggling for the almighty dollar to get ahead to, to keep up with the Joneses is not the journey that we're meant to make. And so we started to look at other areas and we both of us were very, um, had experience in writing before. We, uh, we had positive uh, 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 feedback, you know, through school and, and various uh uh, contests and, and things like this that we had uh, uh, entered in prior to considering writing a, a career. And then we just decided to pursue this in order to um, look at things, uh, look at ways of celebrating um, the positive things in life and helping individuals realize that they have the power to make a difference. We're the heroes that we want to see in the world. Yeah. And uh, that's really the passion behind everything that we do, whether it's our, our books, our columns, our our freelance writing, our radio shows, even the book reviews I do. I, I, I even criticize books that don't have uh, uh, taken on eco-printing uh, alternatives that are, uh, you know, options that are available to us. Uh, I try to make a difference in every way that you know, that we're working and, and trying to leave a positive legacy. And we haven't looked back since. Uh, life has just been wonderful ever since. Well, you definitely deserve that wonderful life. You're a very inspirational lady and your husband Dave sounds a little bit like my Dave. <laughs> we both have two wonderful men called Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I um I found also with um with my change of career that it was because of health challenges as you probably are aware. Um but I also feel that we do relate, um, you and I, in the sense that we are very determined that nothing can hold us back and that we have to help ourselves. Would you Would you agree with that? Well, absolutely, absolutely. And, um, uh, and uh, you know, it's interesting that you, that you mentioned that a, a, a life, a life uh, challenge 
sparked a change for you as well. It made you make that uh, that change. Otherwise, I think both you and I probably would have continued on in the rut that we were in yeah. and continued on in our road of misery without realizing it, you know. And and often, you know, this really happens to, to people. It's like this wake-up call that we have. And, and I've had several uh, people on the Conscious Discussion Show tell me that they had these moments that just uh, that changed their lives forever and made them dedicate their lives to this cause or this issue, and and uh, they've made incredible differences across the globe because of it. And uh, you know, sometimes we need that push to help us realize uh, we're not traveling the path that we're meant to. And I'm thinking, someone like you, when when a member of the public or you know someone who contacts you, they probably ask that question that I get asked a lot: um, When is the right time? When is the right time to change my life or change my job or write that book? And I'm guessing you say the same as me: Now, now is the right time. Absolutely, right now is the right time. There's no reason to wait. You yeah. don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. How do you know that you? You know, you're going to be walking down the street and somebody's going to smash into you and this this opportunity was going to be taken away from you. So exactly. take this opportunity now and, and, you know, leave the legacy that you want to leave behind. You don't know when that your timeline is up. We, a lot of us will look at life, uh, you know, interestingly, I was interviewing this one individual about uh, wills, you know, writing wills and, yeah. and looking at our, our, uh, our uh, formal... Um, formalities behind our lives and making sure that when we do pass on we're not leaving a mess behind for others to uh, try to wade through and clean up when they're when they're in the process of grieving so i was talking to him about this and he said you know most of us right up into our 50s but especially in our teens and 20s when we're just starting to you know gather uh, acquirements or these kinds of things we feel that we don't need to have these kinds of things in place but, you know, it can happen any time. Any time you can become a quadriplegic. You can become someone who can't speak for themselves or, mm-hmm. or any time this can happen. And, and it can happen in a snap of a moment. And just embrace every single day and act now. Def- definitely, definitely. So um, how long has it been since you had that terrible, terrible um, car accident? How many years? Well, that happened in... Uh, Oh my gosh, I think it was 1998, 1998 or 1997, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Those are the summer of, um, uh, I was turning uh, le- in left and the person ahead of me was turning left oh. and the big new truck behind us didn't see what was happening and he mm-hmm. was speeding and so uh, he hit two uh, vehicles that were at a full stop and with his with his speed it was quite a quite an impact for us all yeah it sounds and, like you know, it. it was quite a, quite a change for me it was very devastating to me because well as i mentioned before you know towards understanding i come from a background that was you know a little rough it wasn't the um the quote unquote normal upbringing i i had to my mom has been married four times. The fourth husband she's, she's currently still with, and they're, they're very happy. But two of the men that she married uh, happened to find me sometimes more interesting than her, shall oh. we say. And so we went through a lot of, of issues with the family. The family was very broken. Both my brothers were on their own when they were 16. I was on my own when I was 13 and a half. And so, oh. you know, I had to go through all of these changes and, and build up my life and and heal myself to a point where I could fall in love with a wholesome man and, and have a, a wholesome life and mm-hmm. pursue my education and all of these things, which I did all on my own. And then I had that accident, that final accident that took everything away. And now the ones before that, they were little accidents. And I yeah. thought, I saw them as 
frustrating. I saw them as a sign, but I didn't act about it, you know. And it took that major, major thing. I had to hit way bottom before I realized I, I've got to change. I'm just, you know, and, and I wasn't happy, you know, in my life before. I really wasn't. Exactly. But, but so, since then, you've taken this path of, it looks to me like, you know, helping other people with your books and with your radio show and with your your other forms of writing. So if people who are listening to us today want to contact you, want to listen to your radio show, uh, email you, um, would you like to give us some information now that they can, you know, remember when they listen to this podcast, how to listen to your radio show or how to contact you. Would you like to give us that information? Get Absolutely. to know you a little um, more. Yeah? Our main website is www.grummet.ca. It's currently being worked on, so be patient with us. But you go there anyway, and, and you'll still be able to access the old website. We hope to have the new content up there in the next few days or the next week. Um, but there, the old website is still there, and all the resources that we have available are all there. There's hundreds of articles that Dave and I have written, uh, hundreds of book reviews that I've written, uh, excerpts from our books. There's uh, content, uh, contact information there. There's all kinds of stuff, author interviews. There's resources, more than 80 resources for people to click on and, and learn how to live a more conscious lifestyle, everything from organic to uh uh, you know, gardening to uh, reducing their waste to water conservation. It's all there for them to access for free. So I encourage people to check that out. And, of That's course, wonderful. we can find yeah. out information about uh, our radio shows there, too. So what kind of um, people do you interview on the radio shows? Do they, do they um, actually come to you to be interviewed, or do you contact them? Well, it's a bit of both. Uh, originally, when I first started the show, I was doing most of the contacting. Now I'm being contacted so much that I very rarely have, feel I have to, you know, send out invitations in order to fill up the uh, future dates. But I will send out invitations, of course, if I'm, if I'm very interested in, in an organization, what they're doing, um, and getting them on this show to celebrate the, uh, their, their work and, and, and hopefully get other people to participate in when they're, what they're doing too. So uh, we have everything from um, uh, individuals that work for, say, branches of the uh, SPCA in, in, in rescuing wildlife Aww. and the work that they do. We okay. talk about uh, the importance of seed saving and gardening and gardening organically. We've had people from France and, and the U.K. and Africa and all over the world come over wow. to our show and talk about what's going on in their area and what they're doing to make a difference in the world. And this could be someone who's, you know, uh, cleaning up a trail or, or started an organization to, to help a small local uh, region uh, rehabilitate a, a small area, or it might be someone that started uh, an organization that, that, that uh, created a ripple effect across the globe. So it, it's, you know, it's everyone. We, we just like to celebrate everyone who's making a difference. That's absolutely wonderful. What a what a fantastic resource you have there. I like to help people also, but I, I'm not wearing. I'm looking at. Um, I think it's your website you had before your new one was actually finishing. It says, "Welcome to the many hats of Dave and Lillian," and you are definitely wearing many hats. 
I, I love to help people also, but as you know, I'm passionate about health and wellness, leading the healthy lifestyle. Um, I am concerned about the environment as well. But I think you've definitely got that area covered. You're doing everything you can with your radio station and your, your writing to make sure that people are aware that, you know, we all need to help. We all need to, to do something. And you touched a little tender part of my heart when you mentioned um, animals. We... We had a little bird in our garden last night, and I don't think he could fly, and I was really concerned, but um, he hopped away, he walked off down the road, and my husband said, I'm sure he'll be okay, and I didn't really know whether to run after him and see if I could pick him up, but he didn't look like he wanted to come over to me. So in a case like that, what would you advise me to do if I saw a little bird that maybe couldn't fly? What would be the best thing to do? I think the best thing to do would be to call your local animal rescue organization and describe what you've seen because sometimes by uh, interfering and inter uh, interacting with wildlife, yeah. even by putting our scent on them, can make uh, can can interrupt their life cycle. Yeah. And and even the oils on our hands can actually d uh, uh, damage some uh, life forms. So uh, ask, ask somebody who knows, ask, um, ask somebody who really knows about these things before we run and help because we could be doing more harm than good. Right, right. And at the same time, you're reassured. You know that you've made that right decision. When yeah. you make that call, you have that person uh, let you know, okay, get involved or don't get involved. And yeah. you don't have that uh, concern uh, nagging away at you as well because that, that's an unhealthy thing for us as well. You know, we need to reduce the stress in our lives and, yeah. and uh, many, many forms. Wishing we had, wishing we hadn't, you know. Recently, yeah. um, I live in Ontario, recently we um, had a bear, um, a black bear, come down to our part of the country, which is quite rare, and um, he was so scared, the people who were supposed to, I think, um, shoot him with a dart so that he would go to sleep, um, the bear was, he was scared, but he was friendly and he didn't seem scared of people, so unfortunately... We were told they couldn't shoot him with the dart to put him to sleep. They had to uh, actually shoot the bear. And I felt so sad about this because I guess we're taking over lots of the the land that, you know, these animals used to habitat, habitat, you know, mm -hmm. live on. So basically we're not we're not doing very good by doing that. So I kind of feel guilty about that. I live in a new home and you know, these bears come here because probably somebody took his home away. But what, what do you think can be done in the future to, to protect bears and, you know, animals like that with all the, the new building going on? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see the new trend with, uh, with urban uh, dwelling and urban uh, uh, infrastructure is that... Um, People are now starting to want to be closer into town, not just because of the rising prices of oil and, and fossil fuels and, and costs of travel and, 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 you know, the convenience of it, but because of the difference that it makes on land use and, and how we're, we're inflicting ourselves on, on these little islands that we like to call parks, these little islands that we've reserved for our wildlife. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, 
we, you know, stretch ourselves into the into their territory, they're going to wander into our backyards. Now, there's many things that we can do. There's there's types of fences that we can put up that that you know, of course, if you can afford that kind of thing. There are also uh, ways that we can look at handling the organics that we're we're, we're throwing away. Uh, also, how we're composting. There are methods of composting that can reduce the amount of of pests that happen to be uh, uh, entering into the composting area or in the garden. Um, there's also uh, uh, for for reducing the amount of of waste and um, uh, debris that we have around our property. For instance, in our in our local community, um, we have uh, some people who really love the idea that there's all these uh, uh, deer that are wandering over our community, and and really they're like they're like rats here. They're everywhere, oh. and you can't garden without having an eight foot tall fence. You just cannot do it. <laughs> Okay. I mean, you can't have anything out there. It'll eat. They'll say, "Oh, it's deer hardy." It's not deer hardy. They'll okay. they'll chomp on it still. Wow. And they may not like, it, but they'll still chomp on it. So I mean, they're out there and they're in big numbers, and it's causing issues as far as tra- traffic and traffic accidents and so forth. And so there's this, you know, health issue as well. And there's a side of the people that are saying, "Okay, well, we need to reduce the number of, of animals." There's this other side of people who are out there saying, oh, these skunks, these raccoons, these deer, they're so cute and friendly. I'd mm-hmm. like to have them keep coming around my property. Mm-hmm. And they put out wonderful little fruits and vegetables in the alleys and outside the fences to keep those animals nicely fed during the winter or during times when those, those individuals would like to see them around their homes. And they don't realize what they're doing is they're creating a real bad problem for those animals. And those yeah. animals are likely going to have to be killed because oh. of their actions. That is a show. So you're educating the public. You're educating us on maybe the best way to deal with that kind of situation. Absolutely. It all it it really boils down to the individual, the individual's choices on a, on a daily basis, and uh, and and the steps that they're taking. Um, and and we really believe in in celebrating the power of the individual, helping people realize that they are the heroes that we're seeking today. You and I are the heroes that we're seeking today. And and uh, you know, looking for regulations, pointing our fingers, that is not the way to to create a, a positive change. Um, being proactive, mm-hmm. um, rolling up our sleeves, and doing something about it—that is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But very much what I advocate: um, awareness, prevention, um, early detection. That that just doesn't apply to our healthy lifestyle. It also applies to being aware of how we can help the wildlife, how we can help the environment. Um, being aware early enough and practicing prevention. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yep, yep. I think you are doing um, the most wonderful thing anybody could do. You're taking a lot on. You're creating a lot of awareness. You're helping so many people. You, as I said before, seem like a superwoman. You're super busy. The one thing I'd like to say is to everyone listening to the podcast is to find out more about you guys, um, buy your books, um, listen to your radio show and learn from you, listen to you so they can also help in their own way. You know, listen to guys like you who really know, you know, what you're doing and want to educate us. But also I'd like to say thank you for taking the time today on a Saturday afternoon to come along and educate me and my listeners as to um, all the wonderful work you do and thank you for your time I really appreciate it Oh absolutely Linda anytime, anytime you'd like to have uh, either Dave and I on again to talk about anything 
We'll be very happy to share our knowledge. I've just been sitting here listening to you and I could just listen to you, you know, all day. It's absolutely fantastic. I'll definitely be listening to your radio show. So is there any more information that you'd like to give out to people? Um, We've given your website address, um, the radio station. Can people email you if they want to and, you know, just ask you a question via email? Absolutely. Uh, um, When we have our new website out, it will have our new email address on there. But in the meantime, they can email us at our Yahoo account, which is ldbrummet, B-R-U-M-M-E-T, at yahoo.com. And that address is listed uh, both on our blog at myspace.com forward slash Canadian author and on both of the radio shows uh, homepages at blogtalkradio.com. Our radio shows, again, are Conscious Discussions and Authors Read. So people can come there and, and access those shows anytime as well. Excellent. And I'm guessing if we Google you, we'll find you popping up all over Google as well. That's one of the well, easy ways to find yeah, people. You find lots of pages on us. Uh, <laughs> just type in Dave and Lillian Bremmett. You'll find all kinds of stuff on us. And a lot, of, a lot of information about um, organics and gardening and composting. Those are some of our favorite topics. I mean, don't get me started talking about composting. So maybe, maybe um, later in the year, if it's okay and you have the time, we'll um, connect again. And um, So Dave likes to be interviewed also? Oh, yes. Oh, lovely. I thought your Dave might be shy like my Dave. <laughs> my, my husband well, likes doesn't... to stay in the background and just do all the the background bits for me right yeah well Dave does join occasionally um, either with uh, uh, interviews on other shows or uh, occasionally he'll join me as a co-host on the radio show Excellent. Uh, but he's mostly behind the scenes as well he, he's the one who maintains the website oh. and- <laughs> We we have yes. I really don't have patience for. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a lot in common. I really do, and it's not just our passion for wanting to help other people. Um, it, we we will have a lot in common, and I think we'll definitely keep in touch over the future months. So thank you again for your time, and um, if you do need um, anything from motivational steps in the future, please let me know. Just one question: How did you um, discover motivational moments podcast? podcast? You know, it was through an, in, an internet search. I, I personally use the browser Dogpile, okay. one of my favorite uh, browsers to use, and uh, that's how I found you. I, I was looking for uh, conscious living um, uh, uh, contacts over the years, of course, and uh, you were one of the contacts that um, popped up that I found very interesting and, and started uh, uh, checking out your site from there. Well, thank you. I'm so pleased you started listening to us, and I'm pleased you contacted me. And it's been a really lovely um, honor to be talking to you because I could listen to you forever. It's so interesting. So I'll say goodbye now, and you have a great weekend. Okay, thank you, Linda. You take care. You too. Bye. Bye.